students, happy Monday. You're listening to Answers to Gospel Questions. It's me, Brother Lawson, and you're listening with Brother Wing as well. Brother Wing, how was your weekend? Oh, you know, I love the cold weather and the snow and the ice. So you're still not out running yet. You're just, it's too cold to run? Definitely too cold to run. And I hope that you can sense my sarcasm when I say that I love snow and ice. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. It's It doesn't seem like, I think that most of the world, I don't know if most of the world ever thinks about Missouri or Arkansas, but I know when I lived in Utah, I never thought of Missouri and Arkansas as being like, oh, that's a cold place. I, 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 I don't know why, but it's so cold. It's so cold. Yeah. So what can you do? What can you do? Well, uh, you know, maybe that's a pretty good segue into what we're ta- talking about because some people, some people who aren't very smart might think, why does anybody live in Missouri or Arkansas? Well, those people aren't smart, but there was a guy in the, uh, there was a guy in the book of John that questioned why would anything good, could anything good come out of a city in Jerusalem or a city near Jerusalem called Nazareth? Now I know, I mean, you don't want to be the guy to ask that question, but you've got hindsight now, uh, brother wing, you know, that Jesus, that, uh, he lived in Nazareth for a time when they get, when Mary and Joseph brought, brought him back from Egypt. But this guy, Nathaniel, uh, when he heard that the Messiah, the person who's supposed to save Israel, was coming from Nazareth, he asked the question in John chapter one, can anything good come out of Nazareth? So uh, what can we learn from a question like that, knowing that the, the greatest good ever in the history of the earth came out of Nazareth? Yeah, this is the this is the such the awesome way of looking at this to see that what we think, you know, or what the what conventional wisdom might tell us, even what our experience has been in the past, that Jesus can come along and flip all of that around. Yeah. And so where Nathaniel, he is referred to by Jesus as a man who is no guile, like there's no deception, like he's um honorable. Uh, a straight his, shooter yep. his quality you know to speak truth so i don't think nathaniel means this in an insulting way or in a faithless way he just means like look i'm just stating reality here like there's not a lot of good that's coming out of nazareth and yet and so you're saying that the savior of the world is coming out of nazareth um and so he's just seeing what is there and he doesn't sound like a dumb person or an uneducated person like he, he, he understands, but he's also an open person. And so when Jesus does approach him and he learns about Christ, he is, he readily accepts him um, as the Messiah. And that shows something about Nathaniel's character and his faith uh, before that. And so I think there might be some things that we've grown up with, uh, some perceptions or ideas that we have that actually, if we hold on to those too tightly, uh, we might it might interfere with our understanding of what Christ can do uh, with us uh, in our lives, and that we need to be like Nathaniel. Yeah, you can understand things, and yet when truth comes along, we want to be ready to accept it. You know, the there's uh, there's some things in life that we are limited 
by maybe physically for example i'm probably if if my dream is to play center in the nba it's just it's not going to happen i'm 6 foot 2 i'm not going to play center in the nba but the good news of the gospel of jesus christ and the good news of the message of the savior is none of us are limited spiritually because obviously number 1 because of our our physical uh the way we look physically but also uh, familiarly or familiar, I'm not going to, because of our family, <laughs> we're not, we're not limited because of geography where we come from or the family that we've been apart from or that we've been a part of. We can still enjoy the same spiritual blessings uh, that anyone has. If we apply the teachings of Jesus Christ in our life and we rely upon him and, and his atonement, the, I remember this, uh, this young lady that I taught in seminary years ago, um, she had a super, 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 super rough childhood, really, really hard. And some terrible things happened to her in her childhood. And she was in a family that really, really struggled a lot. And she didn't think that there was anything for her. Well, um, her good bishop, uh, and stake president actually invited her to prepare, prepare for a patriarchal blessing. Now, I don't know about you, Brother Wing, but typically a lot of times like parents go with their kids when they when they get a patriarchal blessing. It's a real special thing. She didn't want her parents to be there and pro- it was probably for good reason. Her stake president called me up as a seminary teacher. He's like, hey, um, would you be willing to go uh, with this young lady to her, get her patriarchal blessing? And I was like... Sure, I thought that was a little strange, but the only other patriarchal blessing I'd ever seen was my my own. Um, and so I went into this uh visit with this patriarch who was just a super nice guy. And this girl and I were there, and he proceeded to give her this blessing. And um now I don't like I don't open my eyes during prayers. I'm super good at keeping my eyes closed during prayers. Like that's one of the things I pride myself on. But this guy was going for a long time and I looked down at my watch and I was like, man, I think he has been going for like 10 minutes. Now the only, again, the only other time I've received patriarch uh, uh, or seen a patriarch blessing was my own. And mine was like three paragraphs long, but this girl, she got a patriarch. It kept going. Like I kept looking at my watch and it was to 20 minutes and then the 30 minutes and then the 40 minutes and then the 50 minutes at about 54 to 55 minutes. He said, amen. This her patriarchal blessing was 12 pages, uh, and it unfolded to her who she was and who she could be. And I've always thought about that and just have been totally impressed by the spiritual capacity we all have, regardless of the circ, the physical or geographical or demographical or racial, uh, or gender category that we might be in. Uh, the 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 savior can bless us all and lift us, lift us all. If we follow his invitation that he gave to Nathaniel here, who wondered about Nazareth to come and see, to, to be part of who he is. What do you think? God can do great things in us and through us. And yes, it's his power and his work. And as we do, yeah, if we'll come and see, like investigate, um, take the word into our hearts and then see what happens uh, as a result of that. It will strengthen our faith that we can do anything that God wants us to do and that we'll have the ability like Nathaniel to recognize it and respond to it. 
Nice work, Brother Wing. All right, students, thanks for joining us for this episode of Answers to Gospel Questions. Go ahead and share this with somebody else. Have you signed up for an institute class, by the way? You really should. All right, until next time, we love your guts, everybody. Stay righteous.